Hogan. The Hulk Hogan with Casey and Dan. Hulk Hogan. I wonder what it's like for like someone, I'll just give you an example here. Uh, what's it like for John Bon Jovi uh, to go and play, you know, Shot show what? Shot through the heart. Yeah. What? What? I mean, he's a, he obviously is a good songwriter for what he does. He's written a uh-huh. uh, hundred hits, mm-hmm. right? Uh, some of these songs are very memorable. Whether you think they're crap or not, they're extremely well-written rock anthem songs. Mm-hmm. And but he obviously still is writing and still putting out music, so he obviously is trying to progress. And you listen to stuff that he's written in the last ten years versus stuff from the '80s, and it is different. So what's it like for him to have to go play these other songs in an arena? Is he just going, "Oh my god, this is so aw-. I always wonder, like, is it fucking awful, or are they? Or, like the Rolling Stones, or name a band that has to go play these songs that they played uh, literally 10,000 or 20,000 or 50,000 times. Or are they so caught up in that they're, that the world has told them they're so good that they buy it, that they buy it at a level that is beyond normal? So that they go, oh, I guess I am that good, so I guess the song is that good, so it's worth doing this. Like I heard an interview from ten years ago with uh, an NPR with um, the guitar player for the Stones. I can't think of his name. Um, Keith Richards. Keith Richards, and you know he was talking about some song. He was like, you know, and then I just came up with the dun 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 dun, and I thought to myself, I'm like, that's a good riff, but not worth what it's made him money wise or the fame that that song has gotten, like a lot of people have written riffs that are as good as dun, 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 Like, what? <laughs> like, why are you sitting here telling me that that combination of notes is otherworldly and just, you know, it just came to me in a dream and I, like, I'm like, ah. Was he what? acting as if it was like the best thing that he that He doesn't know not how, he believes, he's, he is, that he's like, well, I mean, it's just, you know, it's magic when it happens, and it's. Uh, he's talking about these things like it was magic, and I'm like, I get it, but it was magic that somebody heard those notes and said, let's exploit those notes to the level that we have. That's right. the fucking magic. Right. I mean, those are good riffs, and 50 other people in the last five minutes have written riffs better than that. Right. In the world, they just haven't been seen. Mm-hmm. So I get annoyed when it's like. They feel like they found... Here's what I feel like a lot of artists do. I feel like when people talk about their art and they've bought their own their own fame, they've bought into their own fame for 30 or 40 years, they talk about it as if they discovered and went to other planets. Like, it's that significant. Like, mm-hmm. like well, I mean, yeah, if I hadn't written, you know, what name a famous fucking song... A Hotel California, the world wouldn't be able to spin like it does, you know? Right. Like, right. fuck you. Hotel California is not that good of a song. It's okay. Yeah. But, yeah. like, fuck you. Like, that's, no, that's your a, best song. That Right. And that's embarrassing. Yeah, it's so hard to listen to. I was just like, ooh. The funny part is, is that he's so, he lived, 
he's still alive and he lived the entire rock star lifestyle with everything being fame and fortune for 40 years. So like the way he would even talk to her, I'd let him get away with it. Like he'd be like talking to Carrie Gross, like, or Terry Gross, like, well, isn't that just everything, babe? I mean, that's the way it is, babe. I mean, I, I, I make it happen when it has to happen, baby. Like he, he but he doesn't know anything <laughs> but that. Right. Like right. that is legitimately who he is. Yeah. And then I can accept it better than if he right. was li- if he was literally saying baby to her and knowing that and not and knowing that it was incorrect or bullshit or what he does not know that. No, right. He's like from an, he's like a pygmy from another land that doesn't know it's not okay to like just blow your nose on your hand in front of somebody. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> So you just what's go, even, okay. what's even funnier? I mean, I I I think the Rolling Stones are absolutely overrated. Um, they have a couple of decent songs. That's that's <laughs> the most I'll even, give them. I 100 agree with this, and let's have everybody be pissed off at us if this go. I'm gonna go on that with the Who. Uh, I think the yeah. Doors blew away both of them. Yeah, the Doors blew away both of those bands to the nth degree. I also think Led Zeppelin's amazing, but way overrated. I would say overplayed. Okay. I'm gonna I wouldn't say that. overrated. I'd say overplayed. Overplayed. Agreed. They filled a perfect genre niche, and nobody's really duplicated that. And since. they were they were so ridiculously good. I mean, like they, they were, were they were so absolutely ridiculous. I agree good. with but this. But I too. can't hardly hear them anymore. I know because it's, it's just, just it's been overplayed. Yeah. Uh, but I was gonna say I heard an uh, interview with um, Gene Simmons from fucking Kiss. <laughs> and now that's the same thing as Keith Richards, I'm sure. Even well, it was way worse because he was he was. <laughs> I don't. I didn't hear the Keith Richards interview, but I I can already say like he was such a jerk. He was so fucking rude, and he's from Kiss. I mean, at least Rolling Stones is Rolling Stones, and they and whatever. I don't, I'm not a big fan, but you know they're not a terrible band. Fucking Kiss. Like, are you serious? You're gonna you're gonna have that attitude, and you're from Kiss, right? So Kiss is like music. A, you're a I've clown always- band. I, I always wanted, I was into heavy metal and I always wanted to, to really love Kiss. I wanted to, uh-huh. I wanted to like Kiss and I'd be like, yeah, Kiss, that'll be, look at the, look at the, the stage presence and all that. And then I'd hear the song and I'd be like, yeah, it's just not that good. Like Kiss just doesn't have good songs. It's like, a, they're, you gotta they're have more. Co- corporate clown music. I mean, they're, they're like, they were from the very get go. They were like, we're going to monetize the shit out of this. We're going to yes. make corporate, corporate rock. We're going to have little Kiss figurines and lunch pals and everything. Cause we want to make money. We're more about making money than music, and we're gonna and it's gonna be corporate rock garbage, and we're gonna wear wear these outfits, and it's gonna be all. It was just like it was it was just that was a boy band, like one of the first yes. boy bands from the ground just up, just built just to make money. They just weren't that good on the level of <laughs> writing interesting songs. I mean, they'll get one song that sounds like somebody stepped in and said, "All right, let's make this into a hit song. We'll put one hook in it on each record, maybe one, maybe two that were even." close to other songs and the rest of it was just full of garbage and i yeah. always thought that I, I would i would listen to it and i constantly dude everybody would be like well oh, there's always there's kiss i mean this is like oh if you're gonna like ozzy osbourne and you're gonna like you know motley Crue, then you gotta like kiss and i was like god right. i fucking don't like kiss and i'd buy the record because i was like i guess i gotta buy the record and i'd right. buy the record and then i'd listen to it one time and be like fuck kiss i don't like his voice i don't like their song structure it seems baby like like it's like it's like not that well written like it's just like yeah these stupid parts that are stuck together that are not that interesting like you take away the bottom line is this you take away kiss 
What? Well, they proved it. You took away Kiss's makeup, and you know what you got? A shitty fucking 80s band. Yeah. Dude, they yeah, did it. Totally. They did it in the 80s. They took away the, the, the we got to compete, and nobody's doing the, the makeup. Oh, they really? They did? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, there's three, four records with no makeup. <laughs> and it was a fucking uh, a train wreck, as far as yeah. I could tell. Like, I mean, they had some songs on MTV. Look it up. You'll laugh. You'll fucking really laugh. You want to see what Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley look like as complete douchebags. Look at them without their <laughs> look at them without their makeup on doing the same poses. Right. Oh my god, cuz it's bad. It's bad because like if you're going to be that band then you got to be Bon Jovi. Like you got to you got to have the whole you can't try to become Bon Jovi out of being the clown band. It, right. it doesn't work. There was this one point in the interview. It, it was it's a really brutal interview um with Terry Gross and uh she at one point towards the end of the interview she goes well, um, Gene Simmons, I'm going to pretend that you are actually not this rude in real life, that you're just kind of putting this on as part of your sort of stage persona. And he goes, well, Terry, I'm going to pretend that you're not quite so ugly. You're kidding. No. It was so fucking bad. He is such an asshole. Wow. He really, yeah. he really, yeah, see, guys like that, they just really believe their own, their own fame. And I, I wonder... I thought about this actually when I heard that interview. I was like, do they believe it when all the way to the finish line, to the last breath they, they take? Like, do they ever go, what did it all mean? Who gives a shit? Like, like when they're right. laying there, like with cancer, do they, do they come to, do they come to a God moment where they go, I'm just a human like everybody else and fuck, give me a break? No, well, well Keith will be on his deathbed and he'll go, and then they'll say you're welcome planet earth and then it'll it'll expire (laughs) i think you're right i think you're right i think another guy that that uh believed it then didn't believe it then believed it again is uh steven tyler Uh uh-huh because steven tyler struggled with a a major drug addiction and i think you have to you have to be to, to become sober you have to buy into the fact that you're not all it, that you're not. Yeah, right. And, and and you can tell, I can tell anyways, when I listen to interviews with him that I think sometimes he's playing a stick of himself when he was back on the heroin years ago in the 70s and early 80s. And, and, and I don't think he buys it truly. I think when he's at home with his grandkids, he's a fucking probably a pretty normal dude that's, a, that's narcissistic at some extent, but not like to the level of these other guys. It's, it's right. weird. I can feel like, yeah. I feel, but for some reason, I don't know. could be complete bullshit. He could be, believe he's God, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so, I think what else is really interesting about any of these kinds of things, whether it's comedians, music, art, it is all, all of it is including everything I've done. It's all predicated on, the time when yeah. did it occur what yeah. is good is completely subjective to time mm-hmm. to some extent but i would still say i'm sure that there was a time and i wasn't there obviously and i haven't done the history book reading on this but i'm sure there was a time when rembrandt nobody gave a shit about him there was a time when everybody gave a shit about him. Then there was another time when nobody gave a shit about him. And then there was a time when everybody gave a shit about him. Like it just keeps going. Like yeah. it's all. Do you know that Rem- 
Do you know that Rembrandt died in poverty? I don't know if he died. I think he died in poverty. He lived most of his life in poverty. He was not a successful artist. So, I mean, this is just a classic situation of, is he good? Is he not good? Is he technically good? Was he good as an artist? Did he have anything to say at the time? Is it relevant now? Mm -hmm. Um, here's, Here's the deal that I think about all of it. Look, if it's good to you, if somebody else is like, I love KISS. I love everything they stand for. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. I don't think you're an idiot. I don't think you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Whatever they, whatever chord they struck for you at the time that you needed that chord, huh, ironic, because <laughs> it was probably one fucking chord with a <laughs> song around it. <laughs> when that one chord. When they the played one that chord one that they chord played. in seven songs on their seventh record. <laughs> uh, but that. Look, I'm wearing a shirt with action figures on it, Star Wars action figures. It uh-huh. struck a chord for me. They're not they're not well made. They don't look that good. I love these from the 70s, the late 70s and early 80s action figures. Like I, uh-huh. I love them. That I collect them. They mean something to me when I see them. I think they're beautiful. Uh-huh. I, I like everything about them. They don't articulate well. They don't look like the characters in the movie. Doesn't matter. It did something for me at that time. It made an impression that's a mark that I cannot, it's like a baby goat, uh, that is Ray, you know, the first thing the baby goat sees is the pig in the pen next door. That's its mom. You know what I mean? Now it's a, got a pig mom. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) the, the the impression happened. And so if it happened to be kiss or, I mean, I think there's, I know that there's friends of mine that have crazy things that they know that are not good now that they still secretly like because of a certain time when oh, sure. it happens. Because it, it makes like, them, oh my God, I'm so in, insane clown yeah. posse and that's fucking awful, but I'm, you know, I'm a lawyer now, but I still secretly, when an insane clown posse song comes on, I fucking listen to it and I go, oh, I like that. Sure, of course. Yeah. So it's just a weird thing. Like, but I think it's also one thing to know, like I like a lot of heavy, heavy metal stuff, but I also know how terrible some of it is now. I know what they were talking about and speaking about. And I go, wow, how did I buy into this? The riff is good or the beat is good, but man, this is just a terrible song. Like, right. How did I like this? How did I ride my bike all fast thinking I was cool listening to yeah. this? Yeah. Uh, what planet was I on? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I still don't think it's a song that is good to me. I just know that it's not. It makes me feel like something, but I know the lyrics are bad. They don't say good things and I don't want to be liking this. But yet that makes me feel like I'm 12 again on a bike. Right. Yeah. It's association. So the association is so strong that it beats everything else. And that's Mm -hmm. usually the case with anything. This is, well, this is why when we fall, I believe, here's my theory on this. When we fall in love and, you know, there's an attraction of some kind, whether it's physical or emotional, a lot of times what we know through science that it is physical to some extent, regardless of what it is. And that physical person that you fall in love with will look nothing like that person in 60 years. Mm -hmm. So why do you still love them? Right. You always see them in some way that way. Mm -hmm. It's impressed on you. Yeah. And so that's what you're in love with is possibly the idea of that person because what you physically see is not there. And right. it evolves and it changes. And so you become in love with other parts of that person. And and that's why love is evolving and why you're in love with people at different amounts of intensity of love throughout your entire life with that person. Because you might not love the 1989 Janet. 
as much as you like the 1992 Janet, as much as you hate the 2001 Janet, and then you love the 2007 Janet. It's just right. what happens. Are we this talking is... about Jackson? Uh, <laughs> Miss Jackson. <laughs> Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was a different Janet. No, it's Miss Jackson, if you're nasty to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, it's it's really... All of it is bullshit and all of it is um, subjective and everything that we've said, absolutely, I, you can, you could, people could write 5,000 different things about why we're complete fucking buffoons and idiots. Mm. And I would just say, yeah. That's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. Yeah. This is just bullshit opinions. This is, this is not, this has nothing to do with anything. Nobody Anybody that would get mad at anything that we would ever say, I would say, don't waste your time being mad, dude, because uh, we're probably wrong. <laughs> Seriously. Or there, I there's really no believe. Or, or it's just, I mean, there is no right or wrong. It's opinion well, I mean, or opinion. I'll even go as far as to say we're probably more wrong than you or right. less right. I don't know. It, there's no wrong and right, but I'm saying maybe we're just not even worthy of what we just said being anywhere, but... Dude, all you got to do is uh, get together with a buddy that's uh, somewhere and uh, get on a camera and you can, you too can just say stupid shit. Yes. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Uh, I think that's the fun part of this is that like anybody that listens to this goes at least if somebody could listen to one of our shows. Okay, I'm going to go out on them and say this. If there's anybody that listens to our shows and the entire time is like, yep, totally agree. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. If you like, said oh, it. You said it. Say it, uh-huh. say it again. Oh, he said it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, <laughs> if there's anybody out there uh, that is doing that when they listen to the show, immediately turn off the show. Oh, I oh, thought you were going to say they should film themselves doing a reaction video no, they, saying all that well, and then send that, it to us. Well, that would be phenomenal, too. But <laughs> then after you do that, <laughs> immediately turn this off and check yourself into a hospital. Uh, <laughs> because you have no self-identity at all and there's something wrong with you. Uh, you should be – I would guess that the normal human being would be at least 70% in disagreement with with us. Oh, I don't know about that. Okay, I would say 60 to 70% in disagreement, the normal person. Uh, but at the very least, you've got to at least, in a, in a half an hour thing, at least three times you've got to be like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. I agree with that. Oh, no. That's bullshit. I don't agree with that. That's fucking fuck. That's kind of fucked up. I might turn, turn this off now. Oh, wait a second. I kind of agree with that, though. Like, if you're not doing that the entire time, uh, I don't know what to say to you. It's just opinions of two random dudes on a spec... Uh, on an Earth that's a speck, in the universe that's a speck, in the galaxy that's a speck. Do, do you know that uh, Carl Sagan thing about the pale blue dot? No. Oh, dude, you gotta. I'll, I'll find it and I'll, I'll send it to you. It's actually. I, th- I thought you were recording that almost or referring to that. It's so beautiful because uh, in 1977, the uh, NASA sent out the Voyager One, and after it had finished its mission beyond uh, Jupiter, beyond Saturn, it uh, was considered finished. And then um, it got out to basically the very 
farthest reaches of the solar system. And 1990, so it was quite far out at this point, Carl Sagan, who was part of the NASA team, directed the camera back towards planet Earth to do a photograph. And in the photograph, Earth is so small, it's less than a pixel big. And he did this absolutely lovely quote about it. Um, And uh, I'm going to read it to you because it's so lovely. It goes, Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on a mote of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings, how eager they are to kill one another, how fervent their hatreds. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that, in glory and triumph, they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. And it goes on beyond that, but that's about half the poem. I think it's fantastic. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Well, I don't know about you, but you're pretty tired. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think we should wrap it up. And hopefully you get one week more healthy and continue to be safe world and don't get COVID because it sucks a dick. Yeah. And not sucking a dick in a good way. Well, you know what that would be? What would that be, Casey? That would be the Hulk Hogan. Is he